For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, Bill Spadia here with my podcast co-hosts, Jessica Gibson and Jay Black. Happy New Year. The new year is almost upon us. It's New Year's Eve. And of course, New Year's Eve, everybody thinks about resolutions. I, of course, think about things that... Uh, uh, I don't want to do in the new year as opposed to things I do want to do, but everybody's got their own resolutions. So what's going on guys? Good morning. How are you? Or afternoon. I don't even know what it is. Whatever time it is. Can I just say, and I've said this before and it needs to be reiterated. We have the wrong time of year for the new year. January 1st, nobody feels reborn. Nobody feels refreshed. It's the dumbest time of the year to start a new year. New year's day should be Labor Day. What? Hey, Debbie Downer, what the hell? What are you talking I totally disagree. You're just coming out of Christmas. You're in the middle of winter. It's a time to start thinking about how it's you're going to get ready. It's time for hibernation, Bill. It's hibernating time. Nobody you know looks what? at January, February, and March and goes, oh, great, I can start my new life. They look at those three months and they go, I want to gain weight and do nothing. It should be Labor Day, the first day of school, Feels like refreshed. It's time to go to work. Summer's over. Time to work. All right. Here's where here's where you're wrong. Here's where you're partly wrong, at least. By the time you hit Labor Day, you better have your shit together. That's not time to start. You need a ramp up to that. You need the whole summer to ramp up for back to school. You need the winter to ramp up for the spring. Now, yeah. Uh, the winter and like everything after Thanksgiving and Christmas is back into beach body season, which I feel like Jay just doesn't participate in. I don't go to the beach. <laughs> I don't have a body. Here, here's all I'm saying. The, right. You have to resolve to spend the next four months before the sun comes out to get right to get that uh, that, hey, I'm going to lie out body back. Of course. Let me, just, let me just say this. Everybody knows the feeling of that first day of school where you go, this is the year. I don't lose my pen. This is the year I get all A's. This is the year that I keep my locker neat. That feels like the beginning. When you st Nobody keeps their New Year's resolutions, Bill, because January 1st comes along and you look at the snow and the terrible weather and everything else and you go, I'm not doing nothing. If we want to fix this world, we start with Labor Day being New Year's. First of all, first of all, I keep my New Year's resolution. So five, wait, what is, what is this year? 2021 is coming up. So in Jessica, you may remember this. In December 2015, I had Kim Guadano on the show, who was the first lieutenant governor in New Jersey's history. We're hanging out. Started Blue Friday. Yes, exactly. Remember, she tried to embarrass me. Come on, Bill, you gotta have a New Year's resolution. And of course, I'm on the air, so I had to think quick, but it worked out great. So I've been doing Blue Friday every Friday since December 2015. So we're going on six years. So yes, Jay, you can keep a resolution. Look, I already get up at 3.30 in the morning and work out. So I know I can't really go anywhere. What else can I do in that category? So what's your plan? What do you got, Bill? What's your yeah, New Year's resolution? All right, listen to this. I do have a resolution. 
I went to a meeting yesterday, put a suit back on, went back out, kept the ponytail in. Oh, so you're you're going to be a ponytail guy? That's your new year's illusion. Yeah, I know. Look at Jessica's face. I'm sorry. Look, here's what happened. I just I'm like I'm like I have yoga later today. So I got to go to the meeting. I don't want to all of a sudden put all kinds of product and hairspray. Then I'm going to need a shower before yoga. And then, of course, you got to shower after yoga. So I'm like, no, not doing it. Boom. Ponytail, business meeting, and it felt great. I don't think a guy over 50 keeping a ponytail is a positive resolution. This (laughs) seems like it should be going the other direction of like, this is the year I finally cut it off. But Jessica, what do you think? Are you afraid of using the term man bun? Okay, I'm glad you said that. Here's my thought. The bun is a specific thing. If if you put your hair in a bun, you've got it long enough and you can do it with your long hair, folded back and around and twisted and boom, it's a thing. This is just a little tail. That's why. And yes, man bun sounds horrible. And people with man buns are generally speaking horrible. Hmm. Just in general. <laughs> Very few, how many times have you met somebody with a man bun and walked away going, gee, I'd like to have that person in my life a little more? Look, I think it's a question of confidence. I think if you're overdoing it, like who am I, who do I need to impress? We met with uh, some some people talking about our uh, our movie venture. And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of feel like if I was at a meeting in LA today and I had a ponytail in, I would probably look more like the norm. No, oh, yeah, in LA for sure. But that's a bunch it's of- a bit of a crunchy crunchy yeah they're a bunch of granola eating weirdos they do meatless monday new year's resolutions what that's horrible that that makes me angry meatless monday makes me upset we should all be eating meat especially kids they need the meat proteins they need the lean proteins because they break them down faster it goes right to their muscle they get taller Hey, did you see they had the first, uh, the uh, one of the countries just approved lab-grown meat. I'm looking forward to that. That sounds so disgusting to me. It's got, it's it's better than what they do to veal. Stop it. Veal is delicious. I oh. One of those lab-grown diamonds. Like, you're going to give me a lab-grown engagement ring? Mm, I don't know. So, actually, I love the idea of that because it shows how dumb human beings are. Because <laughs> a lab-grown diamond is on a molecular level no different than a regular diamond. But if you get like a $12 lab-grown diamond, the girl will be upset. The girl's like, I need to have a child lose an arm before I'm happy with this diamond. I need blood diamonds immediately. Then what's the problem with how much you spend on uh, a blood diamond or any other type of diamond that you know is sourced from a appropriate place because money only gives us the value that we assign to it. Well, yeah, so go get him, Jess. No, but that's the thing. Human beings assign value to dumb things. It, yeah. it's, it's wait, 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 wait. Why is it dumb that you're assigning value to the hardship to go dig out that naturally formed diamond? Because it's the same over thing. A thousand years from condensed coal. I can take you. I can take a glabrod diamond and a diamond that was dug out of the ground and put them under electron scanning microscope and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. They are molecularly identical. Sometimes I think you're an alien. It's the same thing though. They're the exact same thing. But but, but you're, you're missing the story behind it. It's kind of like if I, if someone, if I make a great dinner, if I create this dinner, it's going to taste better to me than if I just went to a store or a restaurant and someone just said, 
Here it is. Like I think people do mediocre when they when they they don't want to put in the effort and they accept that. I don't accept that. The effort, the humanity, it's like climbing a mountain. There's no reason to climb a mountain. You're not going to build something on top of the mountain. I agree a thousand percent. You're no just going to climb it. But there's value in the climb. There's no value. value in the struggle. There's value in the mining. Hey, look, I look, we've cleaned up the whole diamond mining thing over the last century. I'm, I'm not going di to disagree that there were some issues, but that the reality is the effort is what you're paying for. Uh, so number one, I agree with you that there should be no mountain climbing. Anybody that goes mountain climbing or spelunking or any of those things where I got to go rescue you when you mess up, all of those things are dumb. You should not do them. Go okay, you wait, wait, wait. First of all, wait, Jay, let me address your first point. You have chosen a career where no one is ever going to call Jay Black to rescue them from the mountaintop. That's so true. you have you have insulated yourself from that fear. Yeah. Well, I just in general, every once in a while you hear about like, oh, a group of people were spelunking and they got caught and now we got to spend $12 million to helicopter them out of there. It's like, you know what? Don't go spelunking. It, there's no value in it. Uh, so you're going to find a fish that hasn't seen daylight in 300 million years. Fantastic. That's, that's a cool look. Well, to there, I'm glad you said that. There's no difference between your eyes seeing the fish or the fish you'll see pictured in a book. But the way you get the picture in the book is somebody actually had to go through the effort to get there and get the picture. And if you are the one that does it, your humanity comes out. There's a value to humanity, Jay. That's why I walk among the infected without a mask, without fear. That's I live life, Jay. I live life outside. Yeah. Uh, ask Rudy Giuliani how that shook out for him. Oh, ask stop. Ask Kane how that shook out for him. Cancer, cancer, Jay. We're not going to start there. Uh but the, the long and short of it is, uh, as I've often said, there's no value in anything. Um, just uh, do your best to uh, not engage in life and you'll be happy. That's my New Year's resolution. Less engagement with humanity. I was talking to my therapist about this yesterday. Uh, I was like, you know, anytime I interact with any human being, it always turns out poorly for me. So what I'm going to do is disconnect from all humanity, build a shell around myself, and live in my house without connection. I think that's the way to go. Jessica, do you get the feeling Jay would have been great in The Matrix? Now, I'm assuming you've seen The Matrix, Jessica. Yeah, I've seen The Matrix. All right, so, so I reference The Matrix often, love The Matrix, although I'm not a huge fan of Keanu Reeves because he pretty much plays the exact same guy in every movie. He has the same attitude, same expressions, but like Jay would probably be happy in the pod. Yeah, well, to me, the hero of that movie is Joe Pantaleone. Yeah, the traitor, the traitor. Get him back in there. There's zero value. If, if have you ever heard of the uh, the the uh, what do you call it? The parable of the cave by Plato. That if all you see are shadows thrown against the cave wall, then that's what reality is to you. And people who have seen other reality will never be able to explain that to you. Uh, I have the same idea. If your reality can make you happy. Like I read Brave New World and in Brave New World, it was like, hey, you're conditioned to enjoy your life. Isn't that terrible? And I'm like, no, get, condition me, get me that Soma. I want to be happy all the time. And if you know, there, there's no value in struggle. The entire reason human beings have built society was so that they wouldn't have to struggle anymore. But, but inherent in the success is the struggle. Without struggle, we're not human, Jay. You want to, Jay wants to be like a, you're like a book on the wall and, and someone will sort you and put you where you are and you will just enjoy the contents in within the binding 
without ever Have having to do anything. That movie with uh, what was it, Wally? Have you ever seen Wally? No. Okay. I know. Was so that? Stupid robot, right? So cute. So cute. Is it? I'm going to tell you something. Here's what it is: a bunch of fat Americans are on a cruise ship in space, and all they do is float on their chairs and drink milkshake until a bunch of eco-terrorists come in and crash the ship on Earth and force them to be farmers again. That, to me, is a tragedy. The entire reason humanity exists is to build eco-liners that we can get on and drink milkshakes in. I don't but, understand why- Jay, it's, it's the cycle that we live in. And every generation, without struggle, you're, you're not human. We're not, we're not robots. But it's just a struggle getting up every morning. If you wake up and you get out of bed, you've already accomplished far more than you I, I have been getting up earlier and earlier. I, I want more hours in my day. I want to get my sleep down to about three hours if I can. I'd like to get it up to 23 and a half hours. Oh, God. Yeah, up. that sounds way better. <laughs> like, like to wake but up. Jessica, you live life. There are experiences, right? It's like humanity needs the emotion behind the action. Otherwise, it's useless. Yeah, but I think what Jay is saying as far as like waking up, being in his house, not talking to anyone, not worrying about the future or regretting the past. Like, I think he's just focused on being present in 2021 to put a bow on top of it. Jay is focused on being present. I'm actually writing that down so I know what to title this thing. I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to just agree with that because it sounds a lot better than what my brain is telling me it is. So I'm just going to be present. I had you giving up on humanity and just pretty much being a slave robot. Jessica puts you in this like enlightened path. That's right. I'm a Zen master. I'm the Dalai Lama. Jessica made that so positive. I am kind of impressed because I'm all negative on it. Yeah. Don't take it personally, Jay. I mean, it is personal. No, I was going to go to a petting zoo and let a donkey kick me in the head until I finally was happy. Have you ever been to a petting zoo? I have. I hate them. Uh, They're disgusting. On that, we agree. They're yeah. smell. It smells. The animals and, smell. And they always include geese, which is like, you know, the celery in the soup of the petting zoo. Because geese, as we all know, are assholes. And they come and they peck at you. And which is why I spend time at the foie gras factory. Oh, yeah. and enjoy, enjoy those geese. That's right. That's a good way to treat geese because they are assholes. Fattened liver. Mm, so good. So good. Oh, my God. My mom bamboozled me about liver because she was a fan of liver and insisted if I tried it, I'd like it. One day I get home from school. She's got a big old piece of liver there. She tells me it's steak. And she goes, you're going to love this. I get, made you steak because I know you love steak. I well, bit into it. It was liver. Mouthful of it. Was that? You ate like a whole mouthful of it. A whole like big a whole bite of liver thinking it was steak. And number one, hating it. Number two, feeling betrayed by my mom again. Uh, so yeah, I've got negative memories with that. All right. So first of all, the the, the foie gras that's made from the, the goose with the fat and liver, delicious, creamy, goes on crostini or crackers. Just a wonderful experience in life. Secondly, my mother used to make calves liver because for some bizarre reason, my father loved it. Uh, I would say there's nothing more disgusting than a plate of an organ with onions on it. Yeah. yeah. Now, that said, chicken livers, if you've ever had chicken livers wrapped in bacon, it's one of the great things in the world. You make them small enough, my mother-in-law makes them, fries them up, wraps the bacon, you, you're, you can't go wrong. You honestly can't go wrong. Off and then throw the it's all creamy. It's like a creamy meat. 
Mm-hmm. I've been reading a book on nutrition and Chase keeps making fun of me because I'm eating like eggs every day. It's good. It's good for you but because thing, you probably have low cholesterol. Yeah. But another thing is to, it's saying to eat liver and how like third world countries are better nourished in some departments because they're actually eating the liver or the things that we think is gross. Yeah. But I don't know if I'll ever actually talk myself into eating yeah. it. You know what? You know what the official term for it is? Awful. O-F-F-A. But wait. But wait, don't you, there, there's obviously different ways to prepare it. So Jessica, if you were able to have a, the, not calves liver, like eat it like a steak, that honestly is disgusting. I, I actually, I, I think I just threw up in my mouth, but, but have you ever had a chicken liver salad that you'll find in a Jewish deli with eggs? Delicious. It's egg salad with a little chicken liver. The I've chicken had it liver on a little crostini, but I mean, how much of that do you need to eat for it to be worth it? Like. I don't think you need a lot of it. It's really rich in vitamins. I mean, I, I buy foie gras is still legal in New Jersey, not in California. And I, I would say we have that at least once a month. It's expensive, but it's like a worthwhile treat. Wow. It just comes in a little cup. You know, uh, Bon Appetit sells it, and it's out of this world. It's smooth, it's peppery, it's a little salty. Oh, mm. Wait. Jay, your New Year's resolution is to try to get as close to being a pod in the Matrix. Um, mine is I'm going to continue with the ponytail and maybe even grow the beard out. Jessica, is it to eat more liver? Mine is to try new foods. I could I could say try new food every month or try a new recipe. Um, and also I want to incorporate a 10-step skincare routine. <laughs> what does that mean? Steps? Like Ten every steps day? Every- uh, yeah, like every day, 10 steps focusing on my skincare. Well, what is, is, what is one of the steps apologizing to people you've hurt? How does that work? What? <laughs> I went full on 12 step. It's like, I'm sorry for all of the alcohol and sun tanning. <laughs> You're apologizing to your skin. <laughs> but, but, but what? G- give me like three steps. Is it like exfoliate? Exfoliate. Some people add retinol. There's like oils and serums. There's under eye things you could use. And I, I usually don't do anything more than like slather some moisturizer on there. But now I've got like a lip mask and a sleeping mask under the moisturizer. Very complex. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean a sleeping mask? Heavy like a mask. Literally, you wear it all night. It's actually just like a thicker cream that you put on when you sleep. Really. What if you roll over and you smudge your pillow? Like, you get gross. Yeah. Oh, all right. I love I love honesty. <laughs> <laughs> What's a lip mask? It makes your lips not chapped overnight. I uh, I'm glad I was born a four because you, you, know, <laughs> you can't really polish up a four much bigger than than you are. So I don't have to worry about any of this. I, I'll stay a four till I'm dead. Did you stop dyeing your beard? Uh, yeah, in quarantine, it felt like there's no reason to. Uh, I, you know, I don't see people. I don't go out. You know, Jay, you're you're recording video right now. Yeah, but I, you know what? I don't even like. I used to like go to the website and see if people say anything about it or like what the reply is. I don't do that anymore. None of it matters, Bill. It's it's all a, a an empty game that has no winner or loser. So. Uh, I, uh, it, uh, I'll probably, if I have to get in front of people again, I'll probably start dying again. But- you know, Jay, I'm going to say this, this performance for you is probably among the most helpful to anyone out there who is, uh, a little depressed today and a little sad about their lot in life. And they're probably saying, well, shit, 
at least I don't have Jay Black's outlook. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it like it could always be worse. I could want to be in a pod as a slave robot in the Matrix. So therefore, things aren't that bad. Uh, Number well, two things. One, uh, who wouldn't want to be in the if I offered you, Bill, a chance to wake up where Donald Trump was president for the next three thousand years, and you got to live in a conservative utopia, and you wouldn't know the difference between this and the real world, wouldn't you choose the world that makes you happier instead of the real world? I mean, what's real, quote unquote? None of it's real. It's all well. Who does who who gives you that happiness? You have to go and strive and get it. Like without the struggle, what are you doing? The reward only matters if there's a struggle before it. Yeah, but- it's like winning a game. It's like winning a hard-fought game and getting the crap kicked out of you for four quarters. You earn the win, and it feels that much better. If all of a sudden you just got handed the trophy at the end, uh, well, no, wouldn't. How about this? All right, it wouldn't be the let's, same. Bill, let's compromise. We'll put a uh, obstacle course in front of the matrix, and you got to get through the obstacle course before they put you in the matrix. And then it's like, well, I accomplished the matrix. I got it. I struggled and I did it, and now I can go in the matrix forever. Bird, Jay. I, you know, I, are you are you paying your therapist enough? No. Uh, what's the difference between the matrix and heaven? If you believe in heaven, all, I mean, as Mark Twain said, there's no laughter in heaven because laughter comes from pain. So if the pain is part of the joy, then isn't heaven a, a, a fool's gambit? Cause you're just going to be up there gone. Well, that's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. I think we could probably do a whole class on psychology with that, but you would think that heaven would be the reward for a life well lived. That was absolutely filled with struggle and disappointment and triumph and failure. Failure is a good thing. Right. Well, here I'll, I'll you go to heaven. I'll go to the matrix. And we'll you go to the matrix. Jack. On the other side. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what to say. What'd you say, Jessica? I think we lost. Jessica. She froze in a very awkward spot. Oh, there, oh, say that again, Jessica. Sorry. She's frozen, but she looks very happy. Oh, no, she's back. What oh, there she is. Sorry. All right, you guys are back. I'm back. You All right, what about Netflix? Did you see Keanu Reeves in his new Netflix movie? Just came out recently. No, what is it? My parents put it on. I wasn't in the room. I walk up. I'm like, are you guys watching a porno? It's called wow. Knock Knock. Oh, really? I've seen that. I've heard of this. It's about the two girls that give them the three-way and then torture them. It like escalated really quickly, and yeah. I was I walked in like, "What are you guys watching?" And they were like, "We did not know this movie was going to take this kind of." Turn. Wait, you you know it was on purpose. If all of a sudden, real quick, your dad switches the channel. Yeah, you got you got to look like Keanu Reeves to accept that two hot girls are going to want to have a three-way with you without there being a catch. I think like guys who look like Keanu Reeves are like, yeah, no, this totally happens to regular people. It would never happen to me because I'd be like, no, 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 no. There's something going on here. Get out. I don't Wait, know. So you watched it? Uh, I, I read about it. And listen, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch someone have a three-way, it's not going to be soft core, Jessica. <laughs> Should probably just leave it right there. And you're yeah. not gonna watch it with your kids. No, no, I mean, not my, my two daughters. My son, maybe. Not my son. Not I'm not, I would not watch Knock Knock. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need three-way humor or uh, murder. 
All right. So, so I, I think we've got some very specific um, New Year's resolutions that we've shared, and I think we've gotten a little another look into uh, the the abyss that is Jay Black's mind. That somehow this incredibly creative stuff flows from that uh, that makes people smile and enjoy their life after their struggle. You so were a provider of happy content, Jay Black. That's right. It goes out. None of it goes in, but it's it it balances. Is that what we're doing? How many Twitter followers? <laughs> 13,200 as of last count. Did you get kicked you, off of Twitter? What was that? Did you get kicked off or no. suspended? No, so I, I got a 12-hour ban on Twitter. And <laughs> so I said that uh, the 100 congressmen who signed that stupid, uh, we agree that there shouldn't be a democracy bill, I said that they should censure all of them, then take the censure, chop it up into little pieces, load it into a confetti gun, and then at any time they start talking, fire the confetti gun at them. So the Twitter algorithm saw Congress, gun, and fire, and said, <laughs> you get a 12-hour ban. So I appealed it, and I got a letter from Twitter like a two, two hours ago that said, our bad, we messed up, we're sorry. Uh, so I had already gone through the ban, so I'm back. The main problem I'm dealing with now is I'm de-boosted which means that like, you know how you like watch something and then you go down to more comments? Right. I'm in the more comments section now because the algorithm has like flagged me as, as controversial, but they already apologized and said we were wrong for doing that because I don't advocate for violence. I don't even curse in my feed. So I'm waiting to see if Twitter will uh, uh, take the algorithm uh, shackles off me. Well, put me we back will, in my rightful we'll wait place until the new possible. year to determine if that happened to Jay Black. Awesome, Jay. All right, guys, so we are back uh, recording together on January 11th, or whatever that um, that Wednesday is. So Jessica, if you could uh, set us up an appointment for, we don't need to record again until Wednesday the 13th. Do you have your Smokey Joe's uh, or Joel's um, interview lined up too? So uh, Joel uh, Richardson from uh, Soul Joel's, uh, he has not done his recording yet. Last week he had some issues. Hopefully it'll be this week and we'll have an extra one. Yeah, we'll keep that in the bank for when we skip. So let's replan to, to join that back on the, um, what is it, the 13th? Whatever that Wednesday is, Jessica, if you could send out the 2 o'clock appointment, that's awesome. And let's do like three in a row. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, gang. Sounds All good. right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Good luck with the, uh, the, the masking and the whatever else you're doing with the liver eating. Sounds good. All right, guys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.